This is the Mindset Game Podcast and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian, online training and nutrition coach and owner of James Robert Fitness. Why not check out some of my free content by going over to my website, fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Each week on the Mindset Game Podcast, we bring you an inspirational athlete, message or expert talking about human optimization to teach you how to change the perception of your mindset and to become one percent better make sure to share this with your friends on your instagram story on twitter on facebook they can find this episode on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere that they listen to podcasts by searching for mindset game podcast i'm kind of just sitting down just drinking some water and out of the corner of my eye, it's like peripheral vision. I see that I see someone coming towards me, and I kind of just like turn it a little bit, and I notice that it's him. He's coming towards me, and right away, when he gets when he gets close to me, he's like he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" <laughs> he's like, "How you doing?" And, and I'm like, "What the heck is this guy talking to me for?" Right before we're about to go, <laughs> and I remember like it, it hit me. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You seen that movie or not? I've seen some well, of it, yeah. Basically, the whole movie, it, it, it goes into like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has to go against Lou Ferrigno. That's like his main competitor, right? And in that whole movie, the, the, it's so beautiful because he's beating Lou Ferrigno with mental warfare. He's beating him so like psychological that Louis doesn't even know that he's going to lose, and he already is accepting that he's going to lose. Like, without further ado, let's get into today's show. And on today's show, I've got Pete O'Neill. So, welcome onto the show, Pete. What's up, guys? It's it's good to be here. So and, for uh, Pete, oh, sorry to interrupt you. There, Keep no, going. no worries, don't worry about it. No, I was just going to say. It's always good that I talk with new people because every time that you speak with a new person, you're always, you can always get something out, like new ideas, new, new, different kind of mindset. And that's, that's why I, I like love doing this. So for, for obviously how we connected on, on social media, be it from an Instagram point of view, for the listeners and obviously the viewers that are able to watch this that don't know much about you, can you kind of give a brief introduction to yourself and obviously your business? Yeah, so basically, long story short about, about me is that I trained this uh, martial arts, which is called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's basically, for the people that don't know, a lot of people, every time that I say Jiu-Jitsu, some people are like, is that like karate? <laughs> and it's nothing like karate. It's nothing like uh, other martial arts because it, this one is specifically is all about the ground game. It's all about the submissions when you're going to the ground because when you get into a fight, any altercation... 90% of the fights are going to end up in the ground, right? And that's where Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. It's going, into the, it's going into the submission ground game and getting control, getting a dominant position, and kind of instead of using brute force, punching, kicking, or anything, you use complete just uh, – you. it's basically like a gentle art, right? And you just – you hold the guy there, and you can really, like – like I've gotten into a couple altercations in my life that I was defending someone and the guy was like, let's say that I was at outside of a bar, right? And we're outside of a bar and one of my friends gets in a fight with someone and I'm like trying to like 
stop the guys and then they start they start like chasing me so then instead of them like punching me i go and take him to the ground and i just put him in a position where they can't attack me but i'm not attacking them and it's that's why it's like a beautiful art in itself because it's it's a controlled art and i've been doing that for about eight years now and i right now this is like the most important part of my my career right now because i'm just competing and training i'm not really teaching right now Teaching will be later, but I'm just competing at all the major tournaments. And uh, just like any sport, this this sport, uh, obviously it has, most sports has like a, have like a season, right? Like football starts, football is like going to end, the Super Bowl is going to end here like January or something like that, right? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu kind of doesn't really have an off season because there's tournaments all year around. But for the, for the main international tournaments, it there's five major tournaments and they start from they start actually next next month in january the first one is in europe and then there's going to be one in los angeles one in abu dhabi one in uh one in california and then one in brazil and those are the five major tournaments but after that it's just tournaments all year round and that's kind of what i do right now and i have uh sponsors to like help me go and travel to different places and I'm lucky enough to have that in my life to really just compete and really love what I do. And I, I noticed one thing that I have a lot of my, a lot of, a lot of people in my, uh, basically the people that I train with there, I noticed that they can be so good in the training, in the training room, but then when they get to competition, they can't perform under the lights. And those are the things that make me so, want to like study the more of like the human mind of why that is in a way, you know? But, Pete, does, but does that come down to, are they freezing up in the moment or is it a sense of some kind of anxiety building up? And how would I explain that? It's kind <coughs> of two forms of the spectrum because obviously anxiety is going to be one end and you could freeze up for a number of different reasons. Yeah, like, I can't just say it's just one thing because every person has something different within themselves, within their journey, right? Everyone is going through something else. And that's the beautiful thing is to find that root of the problem. Not even the roots, roots, like a lot of different things. Because I, I experience a lot of that. And I'm still always constantly fighting that. It's it's never like something that is just like, okay, I eliminated the problem, that's it. And everything is going to go fine and dandy. No, you're always going to have those those times that people, I feel that, Here's the thing, right? I feel that most people, what what they do, the, at least the majority of the people, they all train hard, right? They all train hard. They put it in their time. They grind, as they say. They work out hard. They do all this physical labor, but yet they're not thinking hard, right? They're not working on that mental aspect of training. And that, in my in my opinion, that is just as important as the physical, if anything more mental than physical because you can have the biggest guy the strongest guy the the you know just he's so aggressive but yet if his mind is weak that mean it just cancels everything out so there's a lot of factors that go into it for sure i think you've come up from a good perspective in terms of talking of it like that pete because i if i use myself as an example i've had issues with anxiety since what would be now October time and I've had to get myself re well retraining the brain to lock 
more like I did as an athlete, which I kind of, a lot of the habits you talk about, I took for granted. I kind of did them subconsciously, be it listening to music, using it as a relaxing tool, a motivational one, and obviously getting myself up for into an arousal state to be able to perform. And I kind of went away from that over the last 12 months. And you're thinking that was something you did instinctively and probably did from the age of, or I think about 11 years old. So I've done it in a sense, kind of a hypnosis to be able to uh, hardwire my mind to be able to operate in this state of, in a sense, probably obviously towards being successful and you're thinking gosh I've done that without thinking because I've probably got I've got a a purpose and clarity on where I want to get to and uh, obviously a very specific goal in mind as where I want to attain so obviously everything's shooting towards that and everybody's got their their favorite type of music genre whatever it may be so that's going to change in terms of how you use it as a tool but I think how you, you you said about it doesn't matter how strong the person is from a physical standpoint, everybody knows when you hit a certain point in exercise competition, the first thing that goes is obviously the mind because you think I'm hitting this superficial wall, so to speak, that doesn't exist, but mm-hmm. it's your mind, it's actually your brain telling you well so you use me as an example James this, this we're, we're getting in danger zone now it's uh I'm going to switch everything off because it's the flight or fight uh, flight or fight response yeah, so it, yeah. It's, the body is perceiving that it's in danger of uh, you're going to put it at risk of dying which in sense from a sporting sense is I would say I wouldn't say it's impossible but you, you the likelihood of you pushing yourself to those extremes for most people isn't realistic. So if you can kind of push yourself through and attain what you're talking about, Pete, you're able to push through that. And I've been doing that for what are we now? About just over 30 days now. And I can see the difference between where I was at the beginning of November from an anxiety point of view and overthinking things, um, putting things out of, putting things into the extreme and to, to where I am now thinking I'm starting to think more rationally again I was this is not as serious as I was portraying it mm-hmm. a few months ago so I think I'm thinking a little bit more clearly I think to a certain extent I've accepted that it is going to be a part of me and, and I think that's a good thing for everybody to, to probably take note is it's no point pushing an emotion away because you're going to have to deal with it at some point or other it's it's I'd use probably this this analogy is it's better to accept it than let it define you. I'm coming to, I'm accepting that it's a part of me, but I'm not going to let it control me. I'm going to control it to a certain that it's not controlling every, every facet of my mind. And that is like you were saying, it's training your mind to be able to do it. I'm not saying with meditation (coughs) and mindfulness, it's easy, but no stretch of imagination and, is am I saying that is the case? There's there's been days where you're thinking, well, what is this app actually telling me? It, I, I, and you start overthinking and that. But I think it it's just thinking in it from this perspective. It's 
trust in that process that it's little by little it is going to get easier and uh, as opposed to and i think this you could probably put stretch across anything in society when it was result based is everybody shooting for that result they want it now 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 and don't really think about the process well if you 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 trust the process you you're committed you are accountable to somebody else or yourself those are just two two ideas to put to, to mind as to to get you to that goal you're more likely to be successful whereas if you're focusing solely on the result some people might be able to do it but the majority yeah, of course of course there's always that exception right but i think i think the reason why a lot of people it's not it's not the problems that they have because every problem is going to for each person is going to be something different but the one major thing that i believe there's the reason why a lot of people like how i was saying they they can't respond to pressure is because they're not able to really just go and have that that space of like solitude and just like really like think about all the stuff that's going on and really like articulate all the problems of what it is that they fear what it is that they that that's going on like that's making them have that anxiety in itself right because they're because for for the majority of the people they want to we want to be with people always right we always want to be interacting with people we're always like if you're working you're always going to be around people you're going to be with your friends if you're not if you're at home by yourself you're going to want to talk to people so therefore if you're always around people you're never really going to like know yourself right you're never going to really have that time to think different because you're always just thinking like everyone else because you're always with everyone else in, in a way so I think when, when you separate yourself away from people, that's when you can think with more clarity. And that's when you can eliminate your own problems. And that's at least what I've done with me, with all my problems before I even started reading books. I would always just kind of, just like you're saying, you're talking to yourself. You have, you have like another perso- person that you kind of just like, and it's just another person right here. It's an invisible person. And you're talking, to, you're talking to him. It's, it's, my, it's my bad person. And then that person is like, Let's say, for example, right, <clears throat> I go into, I'm training hard for this tournament. It's like months away. I've been training really hard. Everything is going well. And now it's like, I'm going to compete in like two, two, three days, right? The whole physical side has already been, has already been like, it's, it's done. I don't have to do any more training. Now, everything comes down to mental, right? And from there, you're going to have these constant negative thoughts that are going to keep coming and you're going to be like oh, i don't know if you're going to win what if you fly all the way to abu dhabi and you lose first round what what happens this what you're going to and then and then you, you start like having these things where it's like they're so strong and and then it's just like you, you kind of like it makes you feel bad and from there you have more negative thoughts and you keep focusing on all the problems instead of saying whoa hold on a second pete you got this, like you've been training hard. You, you, you put in so much work. You're actually like, you're, you progress, you're progressing so much every day. You're working on your mind. How, how, like, don't be thinking like that. And it's kind of like, I'm like literally talking to myself and it's like some people like find it weird in a way because they're like, if I like, I'm just like, almost like if I'm doing anything like a daily activity and I'm like kind of talking to myself, I'm kind of like, like lip singing in a way where like, I'm just like, 
like like I'm doing that and people are like looking at me like what the heck is he doing and it's like I'm like I'm like literally talking to myself because even if you're not talking to yourself your thoughts you you're gonna be your thoughts are gonna be talking to yourself already so I might as well kind of just say it in a way of like I'm always self-affirming myself you know what I mean and I think those are the like the steps that you always need to take to get to that next level with, with when it comes to that mindset of like believing in yourself and not, not just saying like, Oh, I believe just to believe, but actually like you're conferring those problems. You're like, Oh, well, how come I'm feeling like this? Oh, because of this. And then, and then from there it's, you know, it's just like most people don't do that. They're too lazy to think like that. But you, you talked about what if scenarios, do you ever put strategies in place for you specifically? you think like that or do you try and defer from that because obviously there's negative connotations to that as well or do you just stay on the fence of being more positive as in trying to not thinking that way entirely it's a good question right there well i had this problem that that came up right i what happened was I like when you when you compete, you're not gonna win all the tournaments, right? And I had this injury where I was I, I ended up like breaking my legs. So I was out for like a whole year, right? So when I came back, that was a huge mental thing that I had to really overcome. So it took me a while to really get the groove back. So I was on this like losing streak in a way where every single time that I would go to a tournament, I was confident that I was gonna that I was gonna perform well. But that same emotion of me losing the last one, it kept coming back to me. And I didn't realize that it kept coming back at, towards like right when the tournament was about to start. And it just kept coming back. And it kept, it kept telling me, like my mind kept telling me like, oh, like what are all your like loved ones going to think of you if you like, if you lose again? Like, and, and, I, and, and it almost felt like it wasn't really me that, that, that cared it was more like what other people care in a way and I, and I started to see that problem and so I was like well I don't know why I'm thinking like this because my whole family loves me like no matter if I win or lose they're gonna love me either way so I started to like I was like man I'm just gonna let it go because then I would go into the competition and I really wouldn't give my 110 percent like I would I felt like I was I felt like I wasn't really going for it as they say you know like like you know when they say just go for it and some people was like I held back that's that's how I felt like I kept doing that I kept holding back because I kept having that same emotion and it was it was not until I started reading this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza I don't know if you've heard of him uh it's a book called You Are the Placebo right mm. and he and it's a really good book I really have for all the people that are that, that are listening definitely get this book one of the, it's one of the top three that I recommend to anyone. It's the same thing as you were talking about earlier, rewiring your brain, right? Because memories are strong emotions that you get through through uh, your through experience, right? So any any type of strong emotion, like for example, when every time that I would lose, I would have that same emotion, and it would be so strong that that memory would always come back. It always would come back. That same emotion would come back, and then no matter where I was at, I would have that same feeling of like, oh man, I was like losing. And it, it, it took me a lot of visualizing to like kick it, kick, it, kick it out the door. And to me actually thinking like, how am I gonna feel when I'm there? Like, I'm gonna be feeling good. I'm gonna be feel excited instead of like nervous and kind of just holding back in a way, right? Because 
nervousness and excitement are almost the same thing. They actually are the same thing. They're the same feeling, but they're just mixed up in a different little way of like a perception, right? Because like when you're excited, you're, it's, it's almost like, for example, like James, if I, if I say, hey man, I got, this, I got this gift for you and I just give it to you, you're gonna like, you're gonna take it, you're gonna, your heart's gonna start to beat, and you're gonna get excited, you're gonna be like, oh, thanks for the gift. Like, and, you know, that's like an excitement type of, type of thing, right? As, as opposed to if you're like somewhere kind of deserted and something happens, like you see this, like, like you, get, you get scared, right? Your, your heart is still gonna race and you're gonna get really like nervous and scared. And it's the same, they're both the same feeling, but it's all a matter of how you, how you, like, how you perceive it, right? So every time that I was there, I would, I would think of myself as like, this is excited, man. This is, this is what I live for, baby. This is what makes me human. Like, I'm excited for this. I want to feel this, right? So it's like you're tuning it out in a way. You're tuning it like a different, like a different tune where it's like you're like trying to find the radio station and it's all like, like it all is like stasitic. Like, what, what do you call it? Uh, it's just like, it's just like blurry, right? You can't hear it. And then you just get into that right frequency and it's like clear, right? And that's how, like, that's one of the ways that, one of the many ways that I started to, like, work on it. But there's so many different ones. And for each person, like I said, they have something all different. Like, for the longest times for me, I remember, like, back a couple years ago, I wasn't, for the major tournaments, I wasn't able to, every time that I would go to a tournament, I would get, like, really, really sick. And it was, like, and I was, like, man, why do I keep getting so sick? Like, I trained so hard for it. And. Like, I, can't, I feel like I can't even give it my all because I'm like, I have fever over here and like that causes me to have like less of a like condition. And from there, I started to like visualize myself like being, being well, like before the tournament, right? And those are like the little things that I had to overcome throughout my whole, my whole jujitsu career. And now it's more about visualizing a lot. So that's why like I take time a lot of the day and really just go to myself or just walking somewhere. I, I just get any, any type of headphones. I put on classical music and I start thinking about what I want. It is, you have to have something that it is that you want. You have to have that picture and have that purpose. That, like Eric Thomas says, you have to find that why. And you always have to continue motivate. You have to continue to like visualize. And just from there, it, even when the days that you don't want to go to like train or anything like that, they pull you towards that. And <laughs> you mentioned with affirmation, how do you do it more specifically? Because you, you talked about you that you do it through, oh God, how would I even term this? Uh, kind of, would you say jib, gibbering? That's why people from the outside think, of, what, what are you doing? But is it from a process you're also visualizing at the same time? Because a lot of people will associate it with, or, or people that have seen cool runnings, would have, that, that's first time you'll see an affirmation live on screen. Is that how you're doing it as per se? Obviously, most people would, would think of it, you're talking into a mirror to be able, and, and obviously talking out loud. Yeah. Mm, there's different ways, right? It depends, it depends kind of like what I'm really thinking at the moment, right? Like, it's not really like I'm always doing the same affirm like affirmation like that in a way, right? I, I take it to where like, I was listening to uh, one of my girlfriend's lectures. She's my, my girlfriend, her name is Delara. She studies psychology and um, she, that's her, that's her major. And so she has a lot of lectures like that are like on, like based on like self-esteem and all that kind of stuff. And it was talking about how 
people that have a higher self-esteem usually when they when they like say for example they lose a turn they lose a competition they lose anything right right away those high those people with high self-esteem they they self-affirm right right away like immediately like they look at the good stuff like okay for example like let's say um i'm doing jujitsu or, or anything right like I, I i lose i look at the stuff like what did i do right like what did i do this time that i haven't done before that that's a progress that's a constant progression towards my growth towards the next tournament in itself like oh i did this and I did that. And I, I'm look. I'm pinpointing all the good stuff, right? And I'm self-affirming. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I got it the next time. Like, I'm I'm confident in my abilities, in my own self-belief, my self-advocacy, that I'm like self-affirming right, right away. As opposed to a person that has low self-esteem, they're gonna dwell on it. They're gonna dwell on that defeat. They're gonna think of all the bad stuff that they did, in a way. And it's good to look at the bad stuff because that that makes you happy. You know, and for the high self-esteem, it makes you happy to have that because it's like. It's like, heck yeah, I have a chink in my armor that I can fix right away. I'm confident enough that I can fix. I can study. I can analyze the next one. I'm not going to do that same mistake. I'm glad this happened. And after the, after the tournament, a competition or anything, the game, they feel better. As opposed to the low self-esteem, they don't feel as good. They're not ready to, to keep going for the next challenge. They're just kind of like, they might sit there. I have a couple friends. They, they lose a tournament. They, sit, they go sit in their room for about a week, and they just like – or like super negative instead of like looking at the good stuff and right away they want to go fix it right so that's the kind of stuff that i self affirm in that way in the way where like when i lose i never really take it as a, as a loss i always take it as like another way to fix it for the next time right so that's like one of the ways but there's many different ways but that's just one example <coughs> but you said that pete in terms of when when your friends lose a tournament they kind of hide away but that's the victim mentality. It's I'm not saying they're going out and blaming the referee, um, putting the blame on other people as to why they didn't win, but that's probably a lot of people resonate with that. You're generally in that mindset. Well, oh, the root cause as to why I didn't win, I, did, I wasn't successful in this venture is because of somebody else. Whereas when you talk about that mindset uh, on the flip side, you're going to look at the positives as to where you've improved, but you will look at the negatives probably more positively as to, okay, it wasn't my day. The other competitors were better. I accept that. I need to go yeah. away and improve on this, that, or the other. I need to go immediately. That's the thing. Immediately, immediately. That's the difference. Immediately. The, the person, high self-esteem, immediately. The person with low self-esteem, they go and they feel bad. Just like you said, they feel that victim mentality. They, they go higher away and they, they like, they just dwell on it. And it just, it's just a constant, like anything that's going to make them feel bad. They're probably going to eat something bad or they're, you know, they're going to do all these things that is not positive on the, on the, on the good side, the bright side of life and itself. And that's the whole thing is most people get that mixed up when, when I lose, I never, like I used to be the type of person that when I would lose, I would like, to be honest, I would, I would like cry and stuff, you know, cause I would like fucking, I would hate it. I'd be like, Oh, and I would like kind of yell. But as I started to really work on, work on myself, right. I started to be more calm. I really started to think with more clarity as I was by myself. I, I started to think of the good things and I was already doing that. And then when I was already doing, I was always doing that. Right. And then when I like started to like really get into the psychology, uh, some of the stuff that, 
uh, is presented by like either if I read books or if I go on YouTube videos or if I like look at my girlfriend's lectures and then like they talk about that I was like holy crap I was doing that this whole time it's like it's like it's, it's like explaining the theory and I was like wow this is so cool you know but, so but I but I think it's you get disillusioned and I think myself included over the last 12 months you stop to do the things that were successful and I think uh, I was working with somebody more recently in business he was talking about it from uh, we could say from a performance standpoint for this argument you are going to have obviously with success you're going to have a curve that's going upwards in that way but your memory is going the opposite way so it's a good thing when people talk about journaling writing things down as to what are the steps you were to become successful because when you get to the end of uh the result you kind of lose sight of well how did i get there and if you journey along the way okay i did this 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 i i can be i can okay so the, the goal the goal post has shifted so to speak um if you've become successful so you 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 will reflect on what the things you did and, and go again but you've seen the steps that as opposed to thinking oh what 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 did i do to get here and kind of kind of go on the 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 you could say that the the not victim mentality but kind of think well i don't know i think it probably helps to have somebody to be accountable for because they're going to say well james you did this 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 no no for sure you're, like you're, uh, com you're coming off the boil here a little you're coming yeah. off the boil here a little bit you're kind of deviating from the path so to speak and say well if you you, kick, you carry on on this you're going to deviate way off the path and you're going to become well i'm not saying not successful but it's going to take you longer to to, to get to the, the the result or the goal you have in mind so mm. i think it's definitely looking at things from that perspective that's true that's true that's true and i think i, I could be a little more clear with that what it, um in a way it's like for example, even if you win or you lose, right? You, you look at the stuff that you did right and you look at the stuff that you did wrong. You write all that stuff down because you're always watching tape, right? Tape is a huge part of the mental game as well because it makes you more confident in a way of like, oh, I'm, I'm, you're not just saying, oh, I, I can win next time. Like you're like, almost like that fake it to you. Make it, no, it's like, it's like with like a science, right? You're like, okay, this is why I did this, this, that. Okay, I'm writing all this down. And then from there, you go in the training room, you fix it, you get the guy to help you out to do that same position where you couldn't, you couldn't execute it in the, in the competition. You start to execute it with, with muscle repetition. You keep going. It's kind of like you're, you're shooting. You're, you have a bad, you're playing basketball and you have a bad three-pointer, right? You work on that three-pointer every day. You do it from different, different ways. <clears throat> from there, you get the confidence. You get that confidence that, that you see that weakness that you're making it your strength, right? But not just that. In a way, it's like, I also look at it like, how did I feel going in there in that tournament? Like, how was my mindset going in there? I'm not just going in there and just thinking, like, how was my technique in itself? But how was my mindset going in there? What negative thoughts did I have there that I can, that I can write down, just like you said, right? And, like, and write something else down, like a cause and effect, like, like articulate the problem and, and fix the problem right there in itself, right? And you can and you can do that in itself. And I think that's another thing where people don't look at it. They're just studying the the like the, the match itself, but they're not studying themselves inside of like what was going on with them. 
and that's from there they can take it on as the next one to like visualize of like if you're if, like sometimes if you feel like you're gonna throw up right before a match you go into the you go into it where you're visualizing yourself like you're feeling really good like you're feeling like 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 yes like like heck yes like it's almost like you haven't eaten for like seven days and you see this huge buffet you're like that excited you know like you get like that right and so then you can next time when you go in the tournament if you visualize it like that you're manifesting it so when you get into there you go into that like yeah this is good right so all those things add up to the to the to to like that confidence of really like self-affirming too but really just knowing how to like training with a purpose instead of just training recklessly like like you're just like a lot of people train with no purpose so they're competing with no purpose meaning they don't have a strategy you have to have a system just like in basketball you have to have systems of the way that you're going or football anything like that you have to have a system that you can always be looking you can always test the hypothesis you can always test the calculations and from there it's the same thing with the mind right you can do mind and body that's so powerful right there in itself and I did like the the, the the analogy you used there, Pete, because with the visualization and you going back and, and fine-tuning the technique, uh, writing down where the, the pros and cons where went from a competitive standpoint, is then because you've done the groundwork, so to speak, and obviously no pun intended, um, you're able to then, you can you get good at this from a mental perspective, you can then thus visualize it at rest you're able to be able to well have a plan a plan c and you're able to visualize well if i what if i did this what would be the outcome what if i did this you know you you, you when it actually happens and services in in a real life situation you've already lived sorry there yeah you've already lived through it through your mind so when it actually materializes in real life well i've already done this before Okay, not physically, but I think you would probably go very much with a martial art. You would probably think, well, I visualize this in my head. Let me get the muscle memory in a training environment. And then obviously when it comes down to the competition, I've seen it in my head. I've practiced it. I'm ready to go when it comes down to the crunch time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're also like, seeing you're also feeling that same that sense of like your mom telling you oh my god like like you did so good congratulations or your girlfriend like telling you maybe you're at maybe you're out of town i'm out of town or something out of state and i called her and like i already visualized myself calling her and telling her that i like that like i ended up winning things like that right and the more that you do it the more that you get into that set where you're going into the uncomfortable state of like it might be too much effort into actual thinking about all that stuff is the more that it's going to be more comfortable to you when you're in that event itself. I don't know. Does that, did I make sense right there? To me? Yeah. You understand? Because yeah I, think, yeah, I think it's, it's what people perceive now. And, I, and I'm going to generalize this, this sentiment now is they think they are scared of the here and now but really you are scared of the future. That's one thing you cannot control. So obviously we, we talk of it, uh, and I, somebody I listened to quite recently, he put it from a perspective, depression lives in the past, anxiety lives in the future. So 
no point yeah. you can't you can't change the past that's 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 done yeah. as we're speaking the past is happening uh, you can always take the good stuff from the past though you can always take like the good the past victories of how you felt and use that emotion that memory to go back into the into the future though that, that's what mm. that's the things that you can do though that's a big that's a huge thing right there but see most people do the the opposite they do the negative things and then they go into the future and then see that's why they're getting the same results over and over and over again same feeling over and over again right that's why you have to rewire your brain you have to visualize yourself and that takes everything that takes that takes the days that you have by yourself to actually do it, man, to really say, hey, this is the time in my schedule right now. I know it's a busy Tuesday. I know it's a busy Wednesday or whatever, right? Whatever day it is. But I'm going to put that that specific time in that day that I'm going to do that. Right. So you have time every day, just like you're working out, you're working out that mental side. Right. Well, it's, it's living in the here and now because you, you work on the present. You're putting in the work for the future. I think that's probably people lose sight of that. You kind of dwell as you put it on the past. It's done. Okay, like it's good to, to take the goods, the stuff. That's probably where the oh, you will get excited when things did go what did go right. You remember those things and they bring you joy, happiness. Those things will bring you different emotions. You think of the negative things. Well, how do you feel? You were able to put them from a side-by-side uh, side perspective. Well, what do you want to feel more more on a day-to-day basis? Well, most people would, I would hope, would say happiness and joy. Um, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy to, for them to be isolating themselves from what I sense is a community, be it from a social media perspective, uh, your, your family, friends that surround you more closely. But... You don't. We're not. We're not how wired like that to be people in solitary and from and things like that because consensus you go crazy. But I think <laughs> to kind of look at it from how you could change that is like you say. It's taking that time away from yourself. It's not. I was talking about solitary. It's it's finding that in the sense me time it's put it doesn't have to be meditation it doesn't have to be uh reflection it's finding what you enjoy first and foremost that's probably the easiest tool to be implement first you've got um an anchor point to start with as a, as a, something to work from and then look to build on from it obviously you, you talked about having that time to yourself or mindfulness um meditation well, I think people blow it out of proportion. Oh, it's difficult. There's yeah. Well, there's apps out there. Gosh, well, I I started at three minutes of meditation a day. Okay, I thought that was a realistic goal to be able to implement. It's three minutes. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. A lot of people they when they have like when they have something new, for example, like New Year's is coming up, right? And all these people are like, well, I'm gonna have this New Year's resolution. They go from zero to hundred so so fast like they put this huge goal that's so unattainable and it's so hard to really do right and every single day right like you're gonna have a goal you're gonna try to do it every single day right now just like you were doing it for like three four and five minutes whatever every single day it's it's not hard but just like jim Rohn says what is easy to do is not easy to do every single day 
it there's those there's those days that it's that you're really busy and you know like life caught up with you and you're like well i can just settle 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 these five minutes for tomorrow like i don't have time right now for that and i'll just do it tomorrow and then you tomorrow becomes a week a week becomes a month and then you don't do it and then you feel more bad about yourself because you didn't you weren't accountable for that goal so most people have huge goals right away you have to start small first and you have to build from from there like more and more and more because like for me like i didn't want to i didn't want to like i didn't want to like sometimes i was too lazy to like really like i wanted to visualize or like just like do all that stuff like oh it's the time to do now i almost thought of it like as a chore in a way right and it's just like no man you have to do it every single day like even when i learned uh this language portuguese right i i told myself when i had when when i was when i was out for one year i told myself i wanted to learn a new language so every day just like you i told myself i was gonna study this and work on it for 10 minutes a day every day now i thought it was easy you know the first two weeks i i I, you know i killed it (laughs) towards towards like a month and two months and three months i i was it was actually really it was like one of the hardest things that i've ever done but from there after a year i I was able to speak portuguese because i could speak spanish it's it's kind of similar right but i was from there just that what was easy to do is not easy to do i was able to implement it every day and from there i I took on a new a new uh a new language right there right but i think i think the mindset you need to have pete with that is and I think maybe when I came to terms with dealing where I was at and taking ownership of some of the problems, so, well, the majority of where I'd put myself was on me. I <coughs> a good place to be able to move forward. And then you think, I, I kind of get back to the mindset that I used to have as, a, as an, an elite athlete. It's like, well, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen if I try this? I, I, I may not like it. I may love it. Let, let, let's oh, yeah, yeah. put it into place and kind of go with, I've got nothing to lose by implementing this. It's, it's yeah, yeah. cool. I would say meditation more, more specifically, maybe not. And I think it's changing the wording or how you speak to yourself as, like you mentioned, I can do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it later. No, no, you, you, you won't because the, these, these kind of – words that you're using you you're putting it in the future tense okay you're now putting it in in that bracket with the anxiety that you're fearful of oh so i won't do it because it's going to be hard it's going to be difficult let's let's shy away from it whereas if you put it as a must and and you put it probably in your schedule and things like that which is very easy to do nowadays because everybody's got applications. It's a priority to you. It's a priority to you. It is It is in my phone to go to, well, as we're speaking today, Pilates. It's it's in there, but now it is a habit. I, I, I must do it. I do it for my overall well-being. Um, I enjoy it. So it's, it, it's, it's kind of a reminder, but I'll, I'll you go. You do Pilates? Do it anyway, yeah. Oh, nice, man. Um, my my girlfriend, she's doing it like from like from like the home, but she wants to take like uh, classes and stuff. So, how would you describe? How do you describe it, like your your feeling when you when you go there and stuff? I think it depends. Um, it def it def it's it's gonna t- test you physically. Whereas I think people will think, oh, I play. It's, it's gonna be easy because <laughs> it's body weight. But thinking, 
mm, no, no, it's not easy. It's not easy. I've oh, physically, what was pace of say about two months? I've got a six pack again. I haven't had a six pack in ten years. Wow. So that that puts it into perspective. I think I'm util. It's making me utilize that mind body connection because the instructor will say to me, "Well, you know, as an athlete, you know how to use your engage your core." It's like, yes, but do I? Was I doing it day to day? Be in the gym, walking around before I started. Probably not. So you haven't. you I think it rewires you from that mental perspective to be able to be aware of what you're doing with that particular muscle. And, and that was the major one, isn't it? Cause it's, it functions with everything. You're walking, you're, you're sitting down, it'll put you in a better posture. So you're putting less load on your, on your spine. So I would, I would say to anybody, listen, this, give it a try. You may not like it. You may be in the same position as me and, and, and love it. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what you were talking about, though. That's what, sorry, sorry, to cut you off. My bad. That's what you were talking about, though. Like, if you like, you give it, a, you give it a chance, right? You give something that's new. You're open to the idea of trying something new, right? For for example, Pilates, right? And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do it at least for like, you know, like I'm not gonna start a whole year. I'm not gonna just go somewhere that I've never done, I've never done before, and just sign a one year contract, right? No. You're like, okay, I want to do like a one week, two week free pass. And I want to see how, or like a, you know, like a Groupon or something. You go there and you're like, I want to try this out one week or two weeks. Let's, I want to see if like, I really, if I like it, if, I, if it like really stays with me. And from there you see if, if every day that you're going, you see if you like it or not. If it's something that you, you, you hate, you despise going, you're dwelling on this idea of going, then for, from, just cancel it out, do something new, find something new that you, that it is. But be open to the idea of trying something new. And from there, if you actually do like it, make it a priority, make it a priority to do it every day. Then that's where it comes to you do it every day. And then if you do it every day, sometimes you're going to be like, Oh, I shouldn't do it. That's where it's like, well, what is my priority right now? Like what's like in my life, you know, and health is a huge one. Mm. Right. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll put it into perspective for people. I, I say, I've got a six pack. But that wasn't a priority as to why I did it. I, I think, uh, and probably people, I haven't put it on social media that I've got a good physique again now because I don't put it as a priority. It's not, it's, it's, it's not um, a big deal for me specifically. It's, it's, I, I want to actually put more weight back on because of the, what the, the anxiety stripped away a little bit of one, the muscle mass, and I think the fat. So I think because I don't live in a warm climate being because it's the winter now, it would be nice to get <laughs> more weight on. So be, you got the heater turned on. <laughs> I think with people would be perplexed by that. Why do you want to put weight on James? More people, people and people have said to me more recently, Oh, you've lost a lot of weight. How did you do it? It's like, Oh, I, I had anxiety and people say, Oh, I'd like that as well. No, no, you don't. Okay. I can see where you're coming from, from the, the weight loss perspective. But I probably have lost weight because I've eat, started to eat more in the right way as well. So it's probably a little bit of both. But to, to put that into context, it's like, well, that's not the, the aesthetical perception people will have of me. Oh, he's ripped, so he must be doing a lot of work. It's like, well, 
yeah, it's hard work, but I'm willing to put the awareness into what I'm doing, the mind, mental, uh, mind body connection. I'm being aware as when I'm engaging my core and when I'm not. So I know it's switched on. I'm engaging it. So I don't, I think when it's not switched on, you can tell. And I, I, I virtually don't have to engage it when I'm walking. So I, I, it's, it's actually functioning as properly day to day. So I'm probably utilizing the core just walking around. So, so I think it, from that perspective, I did it more for my mental well-being as to, well, okay, let's try something different, as you said, Pete. To, to, to try and find, well, okay, where can I find, in a sense, that inner peace, uh, somewhere that I can relax, I'm able to unwind, uh, get out those, well, demon emotions that I might have had throughout the day. That work, it, it works as that tool. You, you're focusing on your breathing. So I think you, you were in a, a sense of, of relax. And you're exercising. So from, from one perspective, it's probably the other side of the spectrum from, from the resistance training because most people would probably subconsciously not think that they're tense when they're doing resistance training, but you, you're shifting more so for probably the guys, maybe people CrossFit for the ladies. Well, you're lifting some, some crazy weights, so you're going to have to have some tension there for, for the muscles to be able to pr- produce that force. Whereas with Pilates, you don't really associate it as a form of a res- resistance strain, but in essence it is because you're walk, uh, working on that chain from your shoulders to your waist. Whereas I think that's where most people get to no lack of their own, coming down to, to experience and knowledge, don't know either how to engage it or or a little bit off the boil as to well I'm only training I don't know my chest today so I don't really need to switch this muscle on well if you're able to utilize that you're probably gonna I'm not I'm gonna, I'm gonna generalize and say the statement you're probably gonna at least get one percent gain from your performance just by doing something as simple as that and being able to uh, be at one with those techniques, so be it, the, you know, the, you don't know, you will know the vacuum technique to, to be able to engage the core before you do anything. But of that, I think Pilates is one way of doing it, to be able to do it. And they'll teach you those methods. Well, you need to focus on this. You'll then think of, okay, I need to do, I need to me- take a mental note of this before I engage something. And then you can kind of use it as a chain reaction of firing that muscle, that muscle, bang. And get better, and and be able to be shift more weight as a result. Yeah, I I like I like that. And um, one thing I wanted to talk about, I wanted to tell you a quick quick little story about the mindset, right? About how out of <clears throat> out of all of my competitions, right, and all the matches that I've ever had, there is one match that was my favorite that I've ever done. And I, I want to just quick say, I want to just tell you really quick. So basically I, w- I flew, I flew from Los Angeles to Portugal in Europe, right? I'm in Portugal and my first round, 
I go against this guy who's like from Russia. And he's this big guy, this big intimidating looking guy that's just like has like he's one of those guys that like just looks really scary. <laughs> and he's got like he's got like he's got like this little like uh dread that's going that's hanging from the back of his uh, back of his like uh head or whatever, right? So we go in the first match, right? And I put uh, right away he starts just being super aggressive and I'm, and I'm like kind of defending more in a way, right. When we're in the ground and I'm, I'm on the bottom and I'm trying to like get into my position and he's being super aggressive. And I, I put him into this position where it's called the omoplata, which is a shoulder lock position. Right. And I'm, I have him by, I'm, I have him by both of my legs are wrapped, uh, wrapped up around his, his arm. And he, he starts to lift me up and he starts to just be like, he starts to yell. He's like, ah, and I'm like, oh, shoot, this guy's, like, yelling. Like, what the heck? <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I, lose the, I lose the position. And then right away he starts, he starts just, like, going left and right, starts just trying to pass my guard or whatever. And eventually I get to my position, and I end up putting him in a triangle submission, triangle choke with my legs. So I get both of my legs, and I get him in between his neck and his arm, right? And I put him, I put him to sleep, right? I, 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 he doesn't tap, so I, I, I put him to sleep, and the ref stops, and he's just unconscious, right? So the ref wakes him up, whatever. I end up winning, and let's fast forward that to seven, eight months later. We're in Los Angeles now, right? And I, I'm another tournament, right? I'm, I'm, I win my division, and after you win the division, usually you do the op, the open class, which everyone can do the open class. Like it doesn't, the open class is, uh, you take the top three guys of every division, from starting from the smallest division to the the biggest division, which is ultra heavy, right? And they all go into the open class. So, I, I started to see the people that that are going to be in, in the open class, right? And I'm looking at everybody, and. Out of the corner of my eye, I see that same guy, that same hair, that that same like that same face. I'm like, oh shoot, like he's here. Wow, he traveled all the way from Russia for here. Like, that's like I'm just me thinking that. I'm not like talking. And I'm thinking that I'm like, oh okay, well, right right away I start self-affirming myself. Okay, let's do it. Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for it this time. Like I'm I'm ready. I know that he's gonna be super. He's gonna come out aggressive. So right away I'm like, okay, let's let's do this and. I, I realized that we're on opposite brackets, right? He's on this side and I'm on this side. We're going through people and we get to the semifinals. <clears throat> now I'm going against a guy from Brazil and he's going against one of my teammates who's on the opposite bracket. And he ends up, uh, he ends up uh, beating my teammate and he's watching me go against the Brazilian guy to see if I'm going to make it to the finals, right? So I ended up beating the, the Brazilian guy, like, kind of by points. I don't end up, like, choking him or nothing. But I, I ended up going and making it to the finals, right? So we're now in the finals. But I ended up beating him really bad. And now when we're in the finals, I'm kind of just sitting down, just drinking some water. And out of the corner of my eye, just, like, peripheral vision, I see that I see someone coming towards me. And I kind of just, like, turn it a little bit. And I notice that it's him. He's coming towards me. And right away... When he gets when he gets close to me, he's like he's like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> he's like, how you doing? And, and I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking to me for? Right before we're about to go, <laughs> and I remember like it, it hit me. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
You seen that movie or not? I've seen some well, of it. Yeah. Basically, the whole movie it, it it goes into like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has to go against Lou Ferrigno. That's like his main competitor, right? And in that whole movie, the the it's so beautiful because he's beating Lou Ferrigno with mental warfare. He's beating him so like psychological that Louis doesn't even know that he's gonna lose, and he already is accepting that he's gonna lose. Like they're they go, they have like they travel all the way from America to South Africa for the for the Mr. Olympia that's held there, right? They're there for one week. The last day, the day of the competition, they're there eating breakfast. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno's dad and his mom, right? And they invite they invite Arnold there. He's already a five-time Mr. Olympia guy. And he's like talking, Arnold is talking, you know, and he's kind of just being very smart and cunning. And he's telling Lou and his whole family, he's like, I called my mother and I told her that I already won. Like, and like, and they're all, they're all like about to do the competition. And, and Lou, and, and Lou is like, you can see it in his face that he's just defeated, like mentally defeated right there. Like Lou, like Arnold's like, I told her I won. He's like, can you believe six time Mr. Olympia? I like, he's like, ah. and then, and then Lou is, and then he's not even six time. He's five time. But he's saying, he's already like saying it that he's like, he already won. He's like six times. Can you believe it? He's like, Lou, he's like, Lou, it's okay if you didn't win this time. It's you're, you're three time this, but what the hell? You never, you never got Mr. Olympia, but you, you're, you're three time Mr. Uh, Mr. Something. Right. And, and like, Lou is just like, he doesn't know what to say. And then Louis dad is like, Arnold, you have, you like found the fountain of youth. And Arnold is just like literally kind of just, completely destroying them, kind of like how Conor McGregor beat Jose Aldo, and he beat a lot of the guys, or he beat him through all mental warfare. So right away, going back to the story where where this guy comes at me, and he's talking to me, and he's like, how you doing, man? I'm like, I took it, I took it as an advantage to, to me thinking this guy's scared. He's already, like, kind of has that feeling of he's intimidated of going into the match, and he wants to kind of be friends with me. So I make it to where I'm like, I'm doing pretty good, man. What about yourself? And kind of just to see a little bit more intel of what he has to say. So then he says, he says, man, he's like, I'm kind of tired. I, I cut 15 pounds uh, yesterday. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it, man. I feel, I, I feel really good. And I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to take it easy on you today. And I like pat him on the, I like kind of just like, kind of like pat him on the, on the shoulder. And I said, don't worry, it's going to be fun. And right there in itself, he's just looking at me with this, just like, I see this grown man just defeated right before my eyes. And it's so crazy. And he's like, he asked me if I'm going to do like a tournament, like the next day or something. It's like a different tournament. And, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. He's like, oh, he's like, well, I'm going to get ready for that one. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you can have this one. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, you can, you can have it. I mean, you can advance. So he tells me right there that he doesn't want to fight, that, he's, that he gives me the gold medal. So, like, when we go to the rest, he's going to be like, I can't participate. So that's what happened. I end up, even without fighting him, I end up taking the gold. And we take the podium picture or whatever. And I was, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was such in shock that this man got defeated of what the words that I was saying, because he didn't practice like working on his mind or like 
sharpening like something that happened in the past. He was letting the past defeat him before anything ever happened. So that's why I always tell people about the story. Like that was like my favorite thing because I never even, I never even, we never even fought or anything, right? That's like, what is, uh, what is that Sun Tzu said? He says like the greatest victory is the one that you don't like, that you don't even fight in. Right. So, you know, just like how he was defeated. I, I have lost to guys that I like, that I end up like having to fight again. And I constantly like going back to the visualization, you can't just go into a tournament, lose to a guy. And you can like, right away you start self-affirming, right? But you take him, you take it further. You, 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 just like you were saying, you go into the positions where you, where you, where you had, and you couldn't execute and you visualize yourself executing them, right? You're, you're doing all these moves and you constantly are visualizing yourself being him in every single different way possible, every scenario, right? So then the next time that you go against someone, you're confident enough that you can beat him, not just by your belief, but like in a way of visualizing in scientific way, right? And um, I think that's, a, that's another big one is a lot of people, when, they, when you compete against someone and they beat you, it takes a lot of mental fortitude and a lot of mental effort to really beat that guy again because if that guy beats you two times, man, it's, it's like in, in your heart that you're like, fuck, oh, man, I don't know if I can do it this time. You know, he's already beaten me twice. And that's why it takes a lot of effort to – those are like my favorite kind of victories of when someone beats me. Someone beat me 2016, right? <clears throat> 2018, this year in Vegas, we were it – was, it was like July, right? I second fight in Vegas. I have to go against this guy that like I didn't I never look at the brackets because I I'm, I never want to like start focusing on people's like oh like that guy's there like oh shoot I need to go to this to this weight division you know I think of it like like they're the ones that need to fear me right like like I'm my own biggest obstacle so therefore I don't care about anything so I never look so like when I went to Vegas. And it's my second match. I don't know who I'm fighting. And I see that guy. And it's that same guy that beat me 2016 at this other tournament. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's this guy again. And right away, I start self-affirming myself. Like, two years have passed. I can beat this guy. I'm better than this guy. I know in two years I progressed much more than him. Definitely my mindset, all of this. And I start to, like, go into that, go into that space. Like, I'm going to fucking get him, right? So then we go into the match. And before we go to the match, he's just constantly the whole tournament. He's just eyeing me the whole time, and it's like, like, like looking at me, like, like I'm gonna fuck you up, man. You know, like, like that the whole time. And I'm just like, I look at him, like, oh, yeah, like I'm not like doing it back. I'm just like, okay, like let's do it. Like I'm ready. I'm not gonna back. I'm not gonna back away from this challenge, right? That's a that's another thing. Self, self high self esteem. You you don't back from. You don't back out from rough challenge you take those challenges as excitement i went into there excited we went there had the match in itself i felt like after the match ended which i ended up winning i held back a lot i held back and i was like after the match like i beat him but it was just like by a couple points and i was like man i could beat this guy man i could beat him even more like i don't know what i was even thinking i can like actually go for it more so we ended up going in the absolute Again, first first round in the absolute, right? Because I ended up winning my division. And same thing. He's he he's not as he like before the competition started, he wasn't 
he was looking at me like, like, like what? Like I've already beat you before. After I beat him, he wasn't really looking at me anymore like that. He was kind of like, I could kind of see his confidence just go down a little bit. Right. And he was kind of like, not really looking at me, just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to fight hard and hopefully I win. But with me, I was like, I could beat, I could, I could tap this guy, man. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold back. I'm actually going to go for it. So we ended up going and I put him in this position again. Once again, I put him in the omoplata position. That's like one of my favorite positions, right? And it's a a shoulder submission, right? I put him in a shoulder submission and I end up tapping him. And after I end up tapping him, I see this guy, his confidence goes from all the way to the roof to just straight down. And I know in my heart and soul that anytime that we ever go, we ever have to fight again, that I have him right here because of all that in itself right i was able to work on myself of all the negative thoughts i was able just to like have a bat all these negative thoughts are coming i'm just like boom and it just goes out and it just goes out the roof and i'm just focused on the mission and those are the those are my favorite kind of victories or the victories that i've lost before and i'm able to like develop my mind work on myself visualize and really just be people through through mental because i realize it's all mental now <clears throat> and my penultimate question to you, Pete, before we wrap up the episode, if people are wanting to change their perception of their mindset, how, in your opinion, would they go about doing that? And I think you might have touched on a few points that you're going to give. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like this, right? It's like I say working on your mind is like showering right? Like taking a shower. If you want to smell good, if you don't want to smell like crap, you're, it's a constant every single day you're showering, right? To, to smell good. It's the same thing for working your mind. It's a, it's a daily operation. You always have to use that. You always have to constantly get motivated. You always have to look at the picture and you have to work on it, man. You have to read books. Read, there's so many different books by people by, of, all, of all sorts of uh, professions you have to you have to study you have to read autobiographies by that by great people who like who've done it who can like you can gather ideas you can share new that they share new things about themselves and it's a constant you're like constantly seeking out these things you're constantly hanging out around with people that are that that are that are good that can that can be beneficial to you if you have people that are toxic who are people that are trying to bring you down who are envious or who are just negative in general you have to you can't just cut him, right? Like everyone says, just cut him out of your life. You have to just drastically, slowly have to just not really like be there anymore. Like just obviously they're not going to go out of your life, but you just try to hang around with more people. You, you like, just like you said, you go to Pilates, right? And you see the people that you're there. It's a whole new environment, new set of people. You see the people that are, that you like, you want to like kind of hang around with them, maybe grab a drink after or whatever. And, um, grab some coffee and you start to talk to more people. So it's, it's always hanging around with people like that and always seeking out new things, you know, like if it's YouTube video, if it's seminars, if it's personal development seminars, if it's reading, if it's podcasts, if it's anything you can do just to keep working on your mind. That's one of the biggest things that I always tell people is you have to constantly be seeking out just like you're showering every day. You have to constantly be doing that. 
my final question to you before we wrap up the episode, if you had to summarize what we've been speaking about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Yeah. Okay. So one sentence, right? <laughs> and I'm going to, and, uh, and the final sentence that I'm going to say is the mind is everything. The only reason why we have a body is to carry our brain because without our brain, the body is nothing. I think that's a great one to finish on, Pete. So once <laughs> again, thanks for coming on the Mindset Game podcast. So it's a great pleasure to be here, man. I had a great time talking to you. Oh, the pleasure's been all mine. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let Pete and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at Pete O'Neill. So P E T E O N E A L and at James O. Roberts 11 on Twitter and Facebook. And again, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Make sure to check that out. The link will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipson.com under the category sports. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you again next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast.